You are live with Get Connected. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo, here with John Beeler. We are Canada's number one tech radio program. We've got an awesome show today. Later on, uh, we'll be talking about Apple and satellites. They are investing hundreds of millions, if not uh, coming up into the billions, uh, into this uh, technology. One of the new features of their iPhone 14 is emergency SOS satellite messaging service. So it looks like uh, they're going uh, all in on that. We'll also uh, be chatting uh, with a really interesting online service called AutoZen. We have Olivier Vincent coming into the studio to talk about selling your used car online. I know it's a huge pain point for a lot of folks. I hate doing it. It's, you know, hard, you know, got to put a listing up and then having people come to your home, the haggling, the paperwork. Well, uh, they're going to try to take that, uh, that pain away. And it's in studio live. Yes. It feels so good to be back in the studio. Yeah. No more zoom or phone, phone yeah. calls. Uh, and, uh, we'll also be, uh, chatting, uh, about, iOS 16, a few of, uh, John's favorite, uh, new features. This is the new upgrade to the iPhone that's available. And should you upgrade? Should you upgrade? Yes. Okay, let's get into some of the tech news, uh, John. Uh, this is uh, an interesting one. HP's got a robot that can print blueprints on construction sites and not like paper blueprints. Yeah, well, it, it's a really interesting sort of like a spray painty kind of robot that will just drive around a big empty space and literally map the blueprints to the physical space. So like real life blueprints on like on the floor and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. The, the construction workers know where to build that wall yeah. or put that structure in and that kind of thing, which is kind of cool. It is cool. And Hewlett Packard made this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It looks, like, the, looks like a little tractor. Kind of does, yeah. yeah. Um, it's called the site print and it's basically just a rolling printer that prints onto the ground surface. I wonder what they use in there. It's some, obviously some type of ink or paint. <laughs> Probably some kind of paint, yeah. I wonder if they can uh, but, erase it. But it's autonomous too, which yeah. is kind of cool. So it just drives around and basically maps out the, the whole worksite. Very, very cool. We've uh, spoken a lot about uh, Meta, which is Facebook's uh, company. They've got a new headset uh, coming out in the fall. Looks like it's already leaked, John. This kind of reminds me of the iPhone leak back in the day, the iPhone 4, where one of the Apple engineers left uh, a prototype in a bar. Yeah, this is a very similar story, except one of the engineers left a number of samples of this new headset that hasn't officially been announced yet. It's yeah. not until October. Uh, this They're calling it the Quest Pro or the Cam Project Cambria is what its sort of working title was. And someone left behind a number of units in a hotel room and a hotel worker found them and reunited them with the engineer but only after taking a bunch of photos and sharing it with the internet. What was weird though, John, the, the guy that found it also has a YouTube page. Yeah. Well, who doesn't these yeah. days it seems, but it's just a little coincidental that he also happened to specialize in sort of VR gaming and stuff like that. So that, yeah. Isn't that kind of strange? Yeah. Yeah. But so they must've had some kind of an event there for the engineers. Otherwise, why would they have all these engineering samples? Yeah. So, so you've had a chance to look at the pictures, anything kind of, outstanding about them no and unfortunately we didn't get to see certain things about it and it wasn't powered on and recorded and that kind of stuff but um it's 
it took, so, takes a little bit of the, the window of the sale for Meta, but also it's probably good for Meta to get some hype going. Yeah. So, um, but the one thing that we do know is that this isn't going to be necessarily geared for consumers. This is a bit more on the high end side. It's a yeah. mixed reality headset as well. Oh. Not just a VR headset. Like augmented reality? Yeah. Oh, so you can see through see through yeah. into the real world and yeah have so like I think, computer generated things pop up yeah a bit more geared towards like a business environment okay yeah so we'll there, see there's a lot of money there there is yeah, yeah. we've spoken a lot about ai generated art john uh midjourney.ai is a, a very popular uh tool that uh, people have been using we use it at work now to generate images well, it's just so fantastic because if you need like a background scene, you just get the AI to generate it for you. Yeah. And then you can shoot whatever's in the foreground and then you have this beautiful background that it's kind of like, you know, how they did the Mandalorian almost. Yeah. The so, Star Wars series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just having these incredible images that are sort of generated by AI. It's John, it's almost like magic. It is magic. I, yeah, I don't even understand yeah. how it, yeah. it is so good. Anyway, the problem is they're too good. There's a lot of art communities now that are banning these images from their communities completely. Well, the thing I'm struggling with is how would some of these communities even know that this is AI generated? Because some of these things look very painterly. Yeah. Looks like you, I mean, I, I we, have, we know artists that can do amazing things with an iPad and an Apple Pencil. Yes. Um, that is not that different than what some of these AI generated images look like. Yeah. So how do you tell or how do you prove that you didn't use AI to generate it and that you actually did draw it yourself? I don't know. Like, would do you have to give the source file? You know what I mean? Yeah, but even then, how? Like, And at what point, you know, because we use technology to do art now. Do you know what I mean? Like you talked about an iPad and an Apple Pencil. And the the drawing programs and the painting programs, they're helping you dramatically. Is yeah, custom brushes. And, do you know what I mean? Like oh, and yeah. they're helping correct things you for you. Smooth out yeah. shoddy lines and circles and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Isn't that computer generated or, you know, in many cases, AI is helping there? Like, I, so where's the line, John? Well, and this is this is the trick, right? Like, yeah. Um, we're, we're seeing more and more of this in the in the workplace. We're seeing it my my feeds on social media is just flooded with this stuff and i love it i mean it's fantastic yeah what people are creating but i don't know how you could tell that it wasn't or does everyone just assume now everything's done with ai and maybe you, you don't believe anything that's being created but like i told you john like in you know we have an agency where we you know make websites and stuff and we've used it to create graphics now for web pages yeah and for presentation client presentations and they're pretty i mean they're excellent yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a brave new world. You are tuned in to Get Connected, and we have a really interesting uh, show. Uh, we'll be talking about Apple and uh, their space race. They're getting to the satellite arena, uh, especially now that uh, they have launched a, a new service for the new iPhone, iPhone 14, uh, Emergency Satellite SOS Messaging. Uh, and we'll also be going through some of the big features that John uh, has uh, learned to love over the past couple months of testing out iOS 16. This is an upgrade available for most iPhone users out there. And have you ever had to try and sell a used car? It's not, it's not easy. It's not fun at all. It's not fun. So either you go to the car dealer and you're not going to get top price there or you're going to sell it privately and there's just so much hassle with it. Well, we've uh, 
we've got a great guest, uh, Olivia Vince, Olivier Vincent, coming into the studio to talk about AutoZen. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Uh, got a very interesting guest uh, with me, a longtime friend. His name is Olivier Vincent. Uh, he is the co-founder and CEO of uh, a cool new service, uh, an app uh, called AutoZen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mike. I've known you for many years now, and you've uh, had an interesting uh, career path. Uh, uh, kind of came from the, I would call it the analog world. Uh, you used to be uh, the man at Yellow Pages and then can pages. Like, how do you make that transition into the digital world? That's a good question. And you know, I always was the, the geeky guy at the old uh, analog world of Yellow Pages. So yeah. I was working very early on, on the uh, with our teams on, on digital and online and mobile afterwards. So uh, uh, when I co-founded can pages, we had a big focus on digital already. And most of the company was on the web. And then at that time, uh, goodness, 15 years ago, the, the nascent uh, mobile phones so I always like when technology comes in and allows us to do things better. Well, it's interesting. I look back at Yellow Pages. Um, I mean, it's 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 kind of hard to steer that ship into a digital age, don't don't you find? Like I look at other examples, like you know Sears. Uh, you know they were the big retailer, but the digital age kind of kind of wiped them out. Was it hard to make that transition? It was really really hard. I think for the industry in general, actually, yeah. the industry totally failed. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the 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 digital part of local search has gone to the Googles and and other online. Just platforms. much more money behind those yeah, guys. Definitely. Yeah. And and when I actually I, I left Yellow Pages back then to found Cat Pages because I couldn't make the they, they wouldn't make the turn. You know, the good old innovators dilemma. You make so much money with the old ways. Yeah. Like why change it? And yeah. not only that, but your your leaders are the owners are like so addicted to their short-term profit that they won't make a change. Yeah. And so the old Yellow Pages industry was painted in a corner. And so with scan pages, we could restart from scratch and we didn't have all these pressures and, and do it the right way. Uh, but you still see that in a few industry every now and then where they really are still, um, you know, stubbornly low tech. And why? Because they make enough money. And suddenly the technology catches up and they, they may get a little lost for a little while. Well, speaking of, uh, I'm going to call it disruption, you have a really interesting new gig, uh, AutoZen. And this is uh, a, a service where you help people sell their used cars, which I think for many folks is a big pain point. Like I had to recently sell uh, my car and I'm just like, I just didn't want to go through all the trouble of listing it on one of the listing services, having you know weird people come to my home. Uh, so tell us how AutoZen is going to change that. I love the way you describe that because that's exactly the thesis behind AutoZen is, is make it easier. Uh, selling your car is fraught with frictions and pain points and uh, all the hassle and haggling that, that goes on around it is, uh, people do it because there's no other way. Yeah. Uh, but when you suddenly realize there are better ways, you, you massively move to this world. So selling your car is indeed a, uh, either you sell it privately, and as you said, you got to set up on all these websites and people want to come to see the car, of course, but they never want to be coming when you're available. So they, uh, it's, you got to set up all these meetings which totally disrupt your life, and then they don't show up or they postpone or... Uh, and, and, and then that's only the beginning. You still have the haggling and the payment. The, paper, some, the paperwork uh, too, yeah. Uh, the paperwork. And then there's some safety dimension as well. Yeah. Um, especially all my female friends who, you know, they won't get into a test drive with a stranger, no, nor should they, by the way. And so it's, uh, or you sell your car to a car dealer. And car, car dealers are great. They've got money. They're ready to spend it now. 
but they usually will not, you know, spontaneously offer you the, no. the reasonable price. No, because they're in the money, they're in the business to make money as well, because they want to pay you as least amount as possible, so they can then mark it up. And absolutely, and they do what they should do, uh, and they and they know how to do it well, and so you're kind of caught between these two options that are not the best. So we put together autos and where we're trying to get the the best of people, but eliminate all the pain points. So uh, first, we give you a free estimate uh, uh, window, you know, of of valuation, and if you like that. Uh, then we're going to come out a quick look at the cost. So we send a professional, you know, certified person. They got a uniform. You're in all safety here. We're quickly going to check the car, 30 minutes or so, take a few photos. We'll do the listing for you so you don't have to do any work. And right away, we'll show it to our network of buyers. We have uh, over 150 of them now, and it's growing 10 to 20 per uh, uh, fortnight as, at the moment. Who are these buyers? So they, a lot of them are car dealers okay. uh, or car brokers or they're, they're professional people. We curate all of them. Well, we don't want any curbside people that are, as you know, not always <laughs> having bedrooms. So they are all very reputable buyers. And yes, they have money in their hand. They're ready to spend it. And they love, and they love your car. And so uh, they all compete against each other. And we take the best offer and we give it to you. You're never obligated to accept it. That's part of the, the Zen dimension of Auto Zen, right? If, if you like the price, we keep taking care of everything. We do the paperwork. Uh, we take care of the, of the payment. So you're paid right away. When the car leaves your driveway, the, the, the money is in your bank account. And, uh, and, and the, so the pickup and delivery is part of that process as well. So you can literally sell your car from your sofa, you know, 48 hours sometimes, uh, even faster. You know, your car is gone and paid and you're done with it. So how do you make money? So it's, it's a good question. It's free for consumers. So the result of the auction is money that goes in your pocket. But the buyers pay a fee to be part of that buying club because indeed we're showing them cars that they usually wouldn't see otherwise because people may not want to talk to a dealer and so these cars don't go to them and uh, so the cars tend to be in a relatively okay condition sometimes people are concerned when we come check the car it's okay if it's got scratches right yeah. every car is wear and tear if a rim has been damaged or uh, there is a scratch here there is a, a broken uh, mirror you know it happens all the time so no stress around that uh, but without documentation, then the buyers know what they are getting into. And so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, they, they, pay, they pay to be part of that buying club. And we're showing them these cars they wouldn't see otherwise. So, sorry, how long does it take to actually get offers then, you said? So, from the moment we see your car, there usually could be an offer within uh, uh, sometimes a day, sometimes uh, probably not more than three days usually. Um, Is there ever a time where you don't get any offers? <laughs> That, that happens. Yeah. Right, that happens. And it's, that's why it's an estimate, right? It's, yeah. uh, we've seen the situations, uh, albeit it's getting rarer as we get more and more buyers. Yeah. But uh, we, had a, we had a case not a long time ago on a beautiful uh, BMW X1, uh, perfect condition, very low mileage. Uh, we thought that car would be gone right away. It turned out there was many of them sitting on lots. Got and it. Maybe mm. three, four years ago, BMW had a big promotion on them and now there's so um, uh, but we'll help the sellers to let them know yeah. uh, what kind of inventories are there so they've got an idea with the estimate one thing we've noticed uh, is the used car market seems to be going through the roof right now as far as what people are paying they're paying way more than you would think at least for some vehicles that's a very good point uh, uh, John uh, but it's very fluid yeah and actually we we passed the peak probably two months ago and now every week you see decrease in price. So it's not, it's not violent. It's like 0.2% right. decrease from last yeah. week, but it's every week. And uh, uh, some categories like trucks, right? I've got friends who sold their trucks on AutoZen um, uh, six months ago. They, they got more than what they paid for them new four years ago. 
it was crazy. Trucks now, uh, people are not that. We will sell trucks every day, but it's they're not in high as you know as high demand as they were. Uh, so I think we've turned the corner, um, and it's like real estate, right? It's it's good and bad. It's it's uh, it's bad for your selling value, but it's good for the buying value. Yeah. And so uh, the 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 the. the demand and the offer follow each other. So at the moment, there's a clear decline in the pricing. And I think it's better for everybody. It, it was insane. It was really insane. But even if you're getting a lower price for your car, then, but that also means you're paying less when exactly. you're rebuying a car for as well. So it's kind of all equals out. We're talking with Olivier Vincent. He's one of the co-founders and CEO of AutoZen. Uh, that's Auto Z-E-N. And how do people engage with you? You've got a website. Do you have an app as well? Uh, we we it's it's available on mobile, yeah. but it's not really an app because you know an app is good when you use the the product often here. Yeah, you sell your car every three, four years, five years, maybe yeah. in a household where you've got two cars. It's an event every other year, so people don't want to download an app for that. It's going to be a lot easier. A lot of exchanges, yeah, text message. You know, it's very very fluid that way. And how do you find the pricing compared to like so? If I wanted to sell my car and I go to a dealership and kind of trade it in, uh, like how do you compare the pricing to what you can get? So we beat, we beat trade-ins all the time, right? In, in the right environment, the buyers will know that they can pay a little bit more. That's yeah. where we're assisting the consumers. We are, uh, by having these people compete, you always get a better price. Yeah. It's almost mathematical. You know, that's the magic of, of the auction. Uh, but it's a managed auction, meaning we take care of everything for you. Uh, so you, you don't have the like, consumer doesn't even see that they, they don't see that no. but they see the best price coming to them right? yeah. but they know that their car will have been seen by over 100 people and maybe 20 of them you know will have uh, made a bid on the car so. yeah. uh, but it's going to be transparent for them otherwise it's, it's not as zen as it could be AutoZen uh, a great service if you're looking to sell your used car just kind of makes it easy that's the idea I want to thank you for joining us uh, today and uh, again the website address AutoZen.com. Easy peasy. AutoZen.com. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Uh, Apple's been in the news a lot this week, obviously with their product announcements, uh, the new iPhone 14s uh, available, and uh, the new iOS 16 uh, coming out Monday as well. We'll be talking a little bit about some of the features coming up uh, in the next segment. And if you want to get even more tips and tricks about the latest update to your iPhone, tune into the app show tomorrow. We've got a couple segments on what you need to know to make the most of this uh, update coming uh, out uh, Monday. You've been using it for a while, John. Yeah, pretty much the whole summer. Yeah. And is it worth upgrading? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty major. I mean, the big one is being able to take text messages back. Or edit them. Uh, for me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's not the biggest feature for me. No? No. I like the customizations. Okay. Well, we're going to just put that on hold so yeah. people have to wait uh, for that. I want to talk about uh, one of the big features in the new iPhones that uh, puts them in a whole other category compared to all their competitors right now, and that's the emergency satellite SOS messaging feature. So this is a feature in the new iPhones coming to Canada as well in November that if you are out of range of cell service, maybe you're hiking up in the mountains and you run into an emergency situation, you can use your iPhone to send a message to get help. And you don't have to have cell service. You literally point it at the sky yes. and use a satellite that's flying overhead. So satellites in space will potentially save your life. Yeah, or you know, maybe you ran out of gas and on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere and you need to get a tow truck to come help you. Well, you know, 
in in the country that we live in, Canada, there are a lot of places that just don't get that service. You know, here in uh, British Columbia, when I'm driving in through the interior, uh, there are many areas through the mountain passes that it's just a dead zone. Completely, yeah. So having something like this would, you know, offer great peace of mind. I mean, we know there's, you know, many vehicles out there that have like OnStar, kind of a similar thing. Yeah, although that relies on cell service. Oh, it does, eh? Yeah. Not satellite? No. Okay, well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that back. <laughs> Get an iPhone 14. But it's interesting, John, because it's really kind of opening my, my eyes to just the whole satellite space race right now. You know, we talk a lot about Starlink and SpaceX, which are Elon Musk's company companies. Uh, SpaceX, you know, they launch rockets. They deliver satellites to space. And Starlink is their satellite internet service. They've done a deal with T-Mobile in the States to basically eliminate dead spots down there. But for voice, not just text messaging. Yes, not data yet. Not yet. No, but voice and text messaging, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what Apple is offering in the US and Canada to start is emergency satellite texting service. So if you are in a jam, uh, you go into a special mode and it will basically ask you a number of questions that it will then message uh, emergency responders with. Which is fantastic. Yes. But it's interesting the amount of money going into this. Well, I, I kind of had no idea how all in Apple was in this space. And this is really just a precursor to probably what's coming. Yeah. Because they're apparently they have this amazingly large investment with Global Star. They're, they're a big company that's kind of competing against SpaceX. Uh, f in the Starlink space. Yeah. And they've, uh, Apple has invested tons of money in this. Millions, hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. Yes. Uh, to start, like 450 million. U.S. Uh, U.S. And they're also going to be doing a lot of other things. Like, so they started off paying 450 million towards satellite infrastructure, with most of that going to Global Star. But they're also going to be paying up to 95% of the cost for new satellites associated to this feature. So they're going to be expanding this feature as they expand it across the globe, but also potentially what that service can offer. Is Apple going to get into rockets next? Is that? Well, it's interesting too, because we've also heard from Elon Musk himself on Twitter that he's been in talks with Apple about the Starlink service for iPhones. Yeah. Again, like we talked about this before, this is a game changing thing for the carrier landscape, at least in Canada, if not the world. And so if you had to look out, John, like five to 10 years, where is this all going? Like we've talked a bit about this. And in my mind, there's going to come a day where you could get your, your phone service via satellite. Yeah. I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. It just depends on the bandwidth. It depends on, I mean, there, there's a lot of problems with Starlink and similar services from a light pollution standpoint for uh, astronomers you, the fact that you can see some of these satellites... I don't, I don't think they care. The astronomers do, but... Oh, the astronomers do for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's they're adding more and more satellites, not just Starlink, but other companies as well. Yeah. So it's getting crowded up there. And you can actually see these with your naked eye at, on a clear night uh, in most places in the world. But for satellite phones, John, I've seen satellite phones. They need that giant antenna. Yeah, it, they're huge. Yeah. They're expensive and... Uh, what's interesting what Apple has done is they found a way to re remove the need for that uh, 
simply by using some software to help you help guide the user to find the satellite and, yeah. and sort of point your phone in the right direction. So if you need that satellite emergency service, you've got to go into that mode yeah. and then you've got to hold your phone up to the sky yeah. and it basically guides you and points you to the right satellite, I guess. Yeah. So I'm not sure in the U.S. where T-Mobile has the Starlink offering. I don't think you're doing that in the U.S. No. I, I have a feeling that Starlink is just blanketing the country. I get the sense that they really have to work together with the cell service yeah. and the satellite service. It's not strong enough to just rely on the satellite service right now. Yeah, maybe the satellite is just sort of redirecting it to the nearest cell tower or yeah. something like that, right? So again, it's very complex and very technical and it's all kind of happening at the same time. So it's really interesting to see how this is quickly evolving. But the scope and scale of Apple's investment in this space really proves that they're not slowing down. The fact that they're investing in new satellite technology, paying for the infrastructure, it's not hard to answer your question. In, a, in five years, maybe Apple will be a satellite provider. Like data and voice? Yeah. You think? Could be. Wouldn't that piss off their competition? Absolutely. But if they can own that space, then... Exactly. That's <laughs> that's the trick, right? Yeah. I. Is there enough room up there for all these? Like, there, There's a lot more players in this space that people realize. I mean, we keep talking about SpaceX and Starlink satellites, but, yeah. you know, Amazon or Jeff Bezos is in it with Blue Origin and yeah. there's a number, Global Stars, another one. Yeah. There, there's and there's a bunch ones. other I don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really interesting slash exciting time for this space, no pun intended, um, because so much is happening so quickly. So with this new feature, John, with the iPhone 14, like the emergency satellite SOS feature. I mean, is do you think that's a big selling point for people? You know, I'll be honest. The only reason I would upgrade to an iPhone 14 from my 13 Pro yeah. is for that feature. Because I think that's... Because I, I was just in the interior on the weekend. Yeah. And I had huge dead zones. And if my car dies, what am I, I have to flag down somebody, right? Yeah. That's my only option. And that's when you get like kidnapped and murdered where <laughs> the bears get you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you would upgrade just for that. I think it's a pretty compelling feature, especially if you're on the road a lot or yeah. you go hiking. Like it's, it, it, how is it not a game changer? Well, it's interesting that Apple said that it's a free feature for the first two years that you own the phone. Yeah. And then there's some sort of, obviously some subscription to it. Right. Which I'm sorry to sound like kind of negative, but what if you don't have that subscription and you get lost with your iPhone 14? Apple just said, well, it's too bad. <laughs> We're not going to help you. You're going to die in the woods. You're going to die in the woods. <laughs> or, or do you, uh, you know. You get a free trial. <laughs> free trial. You know, please send your credit card info before we can send help. I don't know. I just, well, they do that at hospitals wouldn't you just build? US. Wouldn't you just build it into like an Apple subscription? Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, they're probably going to do that. That's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah. The Apple one. Because I just think that, how do you sell that? Well, and, and how, how much, do you sell that safety? But how much would you pay for that? Because I know a lot of my friends that are like hardcore uh, backcountry hikers, they buy special GPS systems yeah. for that purpose. They pay a lot of money. They do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the device alone is a, is like four or $500 plus a subscription fee. Yeah. I mean, you turn it on and off, you know, summer, you turn it on, winter, you turn it off. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's something that you can turn on for three days. Like a roaming plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, uh, John's going to give us a few uh, highlights of the new iOS 16. This is an update that you can do to your iPhone uh, come Monday, to most iPhones. We'll tell you which ones it'll work on and which it won't. Listen and get connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. We're going to talk about the latest Apple iPhone update. And there are a lot of iPhone users out there. Apparently in North America, it's the majority now, which is interesting. Well, apparently already this week, because it came out on Monday. Yeah. Uh, the uptake is already higher and faster than iOS 15 was. Yeah. That's the one good thing about Apple. Like a lot of people adopt the latest upgrade to the operating system, which makes it a better user experience because then the app developers can all be on the same page and everything's updated properly. As long as you have a compatible device. Yeah. But although Apple's pretty good at having... How far back will iOS 16 go? I knew you were going to ask me that and I don't have that right in front okay, of me. Okay, well, well, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, but you've had a chance to try it out. Yeah. You've been running the beta. I always admire that you're willing to be the guinea pig for a couple months. Yeah, I mean... Apple's gotten a lot better with these. I mean, there was a, there was a time a few years ago where some of these betas like, oh, I can't send tech messages. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, or my phone doesn't ring anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not good. No, but usually they fix those things pretty pretty quickly because they do want to have people using this system to help find those bugs, and they they do squash them pretty quickly. Okay, so I mean, there there are dozens of new features here. What is the biggest one for you that you could tell people it's kind of worth to upgrade just for that? So. There's a couple sort of angles that people have. You mentioned uh, previously in the show that for you, being able to unsend messages and even edit your iMessages. Yeah. And again, those are just messages between Apple people. Between Apple people and specifically between iOS 16 people. Yes. So they have to be running the latest upgrade to their iPhones. Yeah. So... Let's address that first, because okay. I think depending on who you are, that might be more important. Than yeah, if you're emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you text in the heat of the moment and yes. you're full of regret afterwards. Listen up. Yeah. So you have the ability uh, within five minutes to to unsend a message. Yeah. Now, I was actually playing with this last night when I was upgrading my girlfriend's phone with her, and we were testing it out so she could see how it worked. But she hadn't upgraded her her watch yet. So her watch actually had a Oh, message. it still had it. Yeah. Oh, so if you don't upgrade the watch. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of holes here. Yeah, or your iPad, you yeah. know, if you have all your messages go to your iPad or, or your desktop. Uh, yeah, or your Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So what happens? And there, there's a lot of people that are kind of complaining about this feature because what's it going to do for chains of evidence, for example? If you need to prove something in court, if you have the ability to go in and edit your message. But you, there's a five minute limit, John. Well, exactly. So yeah. you can't do it after the crime. No. Or whatever the reason yeah. is. Um, and it also does say, Mike edited this message. Okay. So, or Mike unsent a message to you. You still get a notification that Mike sent a message. Yeah. You'll still get a pop-up on your on the receiver's phone that I sent a message. If I unsend it, it just won't be there. But you, for a second or a, you know a glimmer, you will have the potential to see it. Yeah. But you can pull it back, and then it's like, well, where did it go? And but they'll the 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 other user will will get a notice that says Mike or John unsent a message. So there is that transparency, and uh, it also identify an edited message. So it's I mean it's not it's cool, but it's it's still a few years from being useful until everything's upgraded, right? Don't you think? 
Well, based on the uptake for iOS This 16. is true, but... But yeah, you've, you've mentioned some holes that I didn't even think about. Like if you don't upgrade your watch or your iPad or your Mac, those messages will live there still. Well, and, and interestingly enough, like my girlfriend has a Series 3 Apple Watch. Yes. She can't even upgrade to the new one. Okay, there so, you go. So that feature is kind of broken. They, they might patch that soon. Yeah. Um, but so that's just one of the holes. So it's not a reliable thing. Yeah. But so the other thing and sort of kind of the the, the cool thing, it's 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 a... Um, it's a frivolous thing, but it's a really nice thing to have on your on your uh, device is being able to customize your lock screen. Yes. So if you have the new iOS or the, the iPhone 14 Pro, you actually have an always on screen. So you can customize what's on that screen and- Weather, sports. News. Pictures. Battery, anything you, you want, you can put on there. You can change the fonts. You can also create custom wallpapers that are changeable so like for me, I have just a regular photo gallery. So every time I touch my phone, it changes the photo. Okay. You can put up to 50 photos in there. That's fun. It'll cycle through it. My only downside to this is it's not random. It's literally sequential how you added them. Yeah. So it's I, I'd rather it would be random because that's just a little bit more fun and yeah. surprising. Um, but you can also assign different wallpapers and lock screens to different focus modes. So at a glance, you know you're in work mode or you're at your personal mode, or like for us when we're doing the radio, I turn off all my notifications except for whatever tools we're using for the radio, and I have a radio icon as my wallpaper. Got it. So you have the ability to change all that, customize it, change the fonts, change the color schemes. Can't you do that with Google phones? To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. But this is kind of that on steroids. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It's different than what you can do on Android for sure. But it's... You know, I know the Android people are like, well, you can do that. For so that's Android. kind of your favorite thing about the newest Apple update. Well, it's a, it's one of those things that you, you see it on a regular basis and it's yeah. like, it's a nice delight. Like when I hit launch my phone, I just tap the screen. It's a different photo. It, it can be your pets. It can be your kids. It can be whatever you want. And every time you do that, it's a different photo, which is great. So now you're going to spend more time on your phone. Just looking at pictures. Just looking. <laughs> so it's kind of in- increased the photo album uh, aspect uh, of that. Yeah. 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 And th- but, th- but that's just one of like hundreds of new features for iOS 16. So if you want to hear more, you want to tune into the App Show. App Show is our sister radio program. It's on every Sunday on the Chorus Radio Network. Uh, check it out on your station. And if you're in Toronto, it's on, I think, just after this show, Saturday night. So tune into that. Uh, and again, uh, if you want more of uh, John's favorite upgrades to the latest uh, Apple iPhone operating system, you'll want to tune in to the App Show. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk here on Get Connected. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and John here. Uh, just quickly before we go, John, uh, Tesla, I, I have one and I love the the big screen. Everyone calls it my iPad screen. Yes. Um, you can do so much with it. I mean, it's the entire dashboard of the car, but there's also like entertainment mode. I can watch Netflix and play all sorts of games and they're kind of taking that to another level. They're adding, well, at least testing currently, uh, Steam integration, which Steam, for those that don't know, is basically, it's kind of like a kind of like Netflix for games. Yeah. It's it's a service that you, uh, you you get for free and you buy games in there and they're really inexpensive. I use it on my Steam Deck, which is where it came from. Uh, and so I can basically buy games and they're downloaded to the device and it's every kind of game you can imagine. Will it work with all Steam, like yeah. Age of Empires? Yeah. 
So if I have games on Steam, yes, I can play it on my Tesla. In theory, yes. Yeah. That's what they're testing right now. It, You're never going to leave your car. No. One of my favorite games is like, God, like 15 years old, 20 yeah. years old, Age of Empires. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. So you can, the, the whole idea is that you can play those games while you're charging your car. That's crazy. But you need a mouse or something or joystick. Probably some kind of controller. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or a wireless keyboard. Just, just amazing how they keep upgrading that. Yeah. Okay. I want to thank uh, all the folks that helped put the show together. Of course, John and my co-host and producer, Robin back at the studio. And don't forget to listen to our sister show, the app show coming Sundays uh, here in the course radio network. And of course, Saturday nights in uh, Toronto and check our website out www.getconnectedmedia.com. See you again next time.